0: Welcome to episode 16 of the Moser at Large podcast and the last for 2019. We're taking a break until towards the end of January 2020 for the New Zealand summer. And the one message I want to convey to you on this podcast is vote in Mushroom FM's holiday countdown. The way to do that is to head on over now before Friday at midnight Eastern to MushroomFM.com slash Countdown2019 and get your top 10 holiday songs in. MushroomFM.com slash Countdown2019. Welcome to the show. It's marvellous to have you back. Marvellous. You're a glutton for punishment. This is the last Mosin at Large podcast version that we're going to do of the Mosin Explosion. And we'll be back with the podcast version of this show at the end of January. What does it make it? The about the 26th of January will be the, oh, that's Australia Day Struth over there, Cobber. Uh, that's when we'll be back with the podcast version because it takes a while to produce and I'm going to slow down over the summer break and have lots of time off. I don't know. I've got a, another week to decide whether we'll be doing any and explosions over the summer period or not, but definitely no podcast because it takes a while to massage it and whip it into shape. And hark, lo, there cameth a message from Sarah Hilliseth and she saith, please stop murdering the early modern incarnation of the English language exclamation mark, please, please, with three pleases and three exclamation marks. Well, you see, I think that Sarah should give the world a present, which is to stop castigating for Christmas. It's a shame that, it's, that there's nothing associated with giving things up at Christmas like there is with Lent. Never a borrower nor a Lenter be. That's the old proverb, isn't it? But anyway, it's not Lent, and so Sarah is castigating away, simply because I'm trying to get into the Yuletide spirit, and you know. um, but, But anyway, lo, it is another Mosin explosion. Thank you for harking. There's also this carol, of course. It's the one that they sing all the time at, you know, the Harvard Business School and all those fancy places where you go to get your MBA, you know, that one about a way in a manager. Don't be uh, a bozo. Well, it's, it's interesting how sometimes people misspell and you get the manger of such and such coming through on your email and then you realise that they've just left a, wo- a letter out because the spell checker thinks that manger is a valid word. They don't pick up on it. So a way in a manager... Very good business, Carol. Oh, now, in there, you see low. If you if you low at the, because Bonnie tells me that when 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 it says low like that, it means look. So if you if you low at the lyrics of Away in the Manger, or if you hark to the song, you listen to the. You, you with me so far? Yeah, right. Well, you will see that the cattle are lowing. See, so everybody's lowing. Low, the cattle are lowing. No doubt you'll be able to hark at the cattle lowing. Oh, my word, it's all just too confusing.
1: Jonathan Mosen, Mosen at Large Podcast.
0: Here's an email from Petra. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Petra. Now, this actually stems from a discussion that we were having on the Board, which is my weekday show on Mushroom FM, in which we talked about how tough it must be if you have a birthday at around about time because I think it's particularly tough for kids who are sensitive about these things, and you kind of feel like you've missed out because people want to rope in your birthday and your Christmas into one for their convenience, but you feel like you've missed out on a day that just recognizes you, I would imagine, in some cases. So Petra's responding to this, and she says, my mom's birthday is on December the 28th. My grandmother said that when she found my mom in her Christmas stocking, she shot Santa. How very American. <coughs> we always had a good laugh about that and always knew there was love there. When my mom began dating the man who would become my stepdad, he gave her a birthday present on the 4th of July because he said she should have a separate birthday present. He did that even after they were married. It wasn't just a dating ploy. I think it is harder, she says, if you have a birthday on or near a gift-giving holiday. When I was working, she says, we could get our birthday off no matter what day it fell on, regardless of the day or workload. But days like Christmas were given off by seniority. There was a guy whose birthday was actually on Christmas Day, and because he had lower seniority, the company wouldn't give him his birthday off. I think someone with higher seniority worked for him that day so he could have it off. That's nice. And she and she says, you always find such interesting topics. It keeps me tuned in. Merry Christmas, she says, and Merry Christmas to you too, Petra. In New Zealand, I don't know how it works in the States, but in New Zealand, if you work on Christmas Day, you get time and a half plus you have to have another day off in lieu of Christmas Day. But yes, I mean, that still doesn't change the fact that if you are less senior, you are most likely to have to work on Christmas Day. And uh, here is an email from Mike that is just coming through. Jonathan, he says, You frequently employ the phrase jolly old. This term is frequently used by you. That's passive voice and much more in your part of the world than in mine. As I understand your use of this term, it is verbal flavoring rather than communicating any content, is my understanding close. Your radio show is an amazing testimony to its creator's ability and wit. Goodness, thank you for providing same. (laughs) <laughs> That's Mike Taylor. Well, yes, I mean, when something's jolly, it's supposed to be a little bit um, happy, you know, happy. I was going to say happy and gay. But yeah, jolly, yeah. We should play the old jolly old St. Nicholas song. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown2019 is how you get your votes in because this time next week, the votes will have closed. Oh. Do we want you there? castigating yourself and saying, I wish I had voted when I had the chance. No, we don't. It's a terrible way to feel. So, get it done. MushroomFM.com slash Countdown 2019. Let's go and see who we've got here. Well, hello,
2: Jonathan old boy. <laughs> oh, I don't even speak like that. Why am I speaking like I, that? Why are you speaking like that? Hey, Jonathan, it's uh, Mike Moran calling you from Mike New Ma- Jersey Ma- the United really. States. I don't know what you know about New Jersey, but We don't. uh, It's an upgrade from old Jersey corruption here in New Jersey. We insist on it. We uh, are right close to New York. A lot of characters come out of New York and New Jersey. So I'm calling you or talking to you on this microphone here, and I haven't really planned what I'm going to talk about. I just hit the switch, and here I am. Oh dear! I love your show, by the way. Oh, that's all right. You were talking about technology, which you often do. So I have this iPhone 10 x and uh i hate it but i think i hate the software i don't think i hate the phone although i'm starting to hate the phone it does crazy stuff like when you push the side button to talk to siri it starts fo- uh, talking the phone starts talking yes and then I've, I've seen siri this is, and who shall i send it to yeah that's what i want to send the phone out the window mm. to- crazy let's see if we can get it to do it i don't think it'll do it no
0: it won't do it because you're talking to me all right
2: easy now it won't do it because you're talking to me i'm gonna let everybody hear my uh secret number come on let's hear the pin man Uh, i don't want uh yep oh we got it i think i let it out yep we got the pin man so if uh any spy agencies get any of you and put you under interrogation don't tell them. The number to unlock my phone is 8294. 8294. No matter what you do. 829. So Why didn't you use if face I ID? Just push the side button. Yep. See it won't
0: do it. I told like you it you wouldn't do it. I'm not sure I understand. No, I told you. All right, hold on. It's not going to do it, Mike.
2: There you Sorry, go. I, I let up. Catch no, I do. I you know. See? No, I won't. It's not going to no, do it. I won't. Because I let up the button and then it still didn't go boop and now it's just all a mess.
3: I'm sorry.
2: My too. I'm sorry. As long as you're sorry, I'm sorry, we're all sorry. Yeah. I think, the you know, isn't that an interesting phrase? I'm sorry. You could uh, go down the street or get up on a rooftop and yell, I'm sorry, real loud, and about a million people would yell back, that's okay, just don't do it again. I think that would happen, don't you? So uh, that's one problem with the phone, the software. Which you haven't demonstrated. Sometimes I have to Uh. reboot my phone because it will go into messages but won't let me open the message. See, in New Jersey, when people have problems or you want something done, people say, uh, I know a guy. I'll go see somebody. I know a guy. Now, do you know a guy at uh, the Apple company that you can talk to? I, I know could, you
0: do. I could have a I, I could have a talk to my mate Tim Apple. But let me pause your little tirade here for a second to say don't don't reboot the phone when this happens. See I've had this happen too. And it's one of the bugs in iOS that I have not heard too many people talking about the fact that when you go into an app, sometimes you can tap and double tap away and it does absolutely nothing. Nada. Velis navidada. It just doesn't do anything. And the way to get out of it, sometimes just going back to the home screen and popping back in again is enough. Sometimes if you quit the app in question, the offending app, from the app switcher and um, pop in again, you'll be fine at that point. But it shouldn't be necessary to reboot the phone. Try quitting the app from the app switcher So, on your new fandangled one slide up extra long like you were going to the home screen but just slide up further and it'll make another bloop and you'll get into the app switcher and you can close the app from there and then normally reopening it will do the job but i agree it's a frustrating one Jonathan, go and talk to a guy yeah, t- tim apple that's who i talk to tim <laughs> anyway, apple i'd love to
2: do a show on mushroom fm well but get I, on with i don't with it. have the time yet oh and, for uh, goodness i sake. started a podcasting company just getting it off the ground i wish you lived in the the united states or lived closer to me because uh i'd like to hang out with you for a while <laughs> of course you have a, a wonderful wife i'm very i happy do for you bonnie, best ever wonderful best lady. wife very ever. very smart brilliant woman yes. i always thought so and yes, i always thought uh, i too. knew bonnie when she worked at the seeing eye and i worked at the seeing eye in new jersey mm. and uh, we've all moved on and now we're here I'm also trying to get station playlist into my computer because the other computer died and I haven't used it in a long time. Oh, woe is me. Oh, god, you know my nerves are shot, Jonathan. I have to tell you my nerves are shot. They are exploded. I don't know what to do about it? Except you know, just complain. That's why yeah. I'm here, complaining to you, my friend. Well, that's right. I think a, we no only one else met listening. twice. No one else and once listening. I asked you about Studio Vault, or Audio Vault, that the oh, radio yeah. stations were using. I remember and that. you said uh, there was no way it was compatible with Jaws. And now I think the stations have moved on to another form of uh, Audio Vault. I don't know what it's called. I'm sure there's one or two out there. I'd like to have one of those in my house, though. They have every song ever recorded. All right, Jonathan. Oh. I just got on here to ramble, yes. rambling. What was that, Ramblin that Mike. Rambling Mike? Rambling, Rambling Mike. Touch your toes, something. Yeah. yeah. I like what you were doing about the silly songs and the silly phrasing. Wow. The drummer boy. I love the drummer boy. Low. I mean, what he do? Show up at the uh, the stable with a drum? Did they yeah. even have drums like that? I mean, every song you hear, he's playing a snare drum. I don't think they had snare drums back then. I don't know, but they do. They distort history. I tell you, they destroy history. Thank you, Jonathan, for listening. And uh,
0: let me know if you uh, know a guy. Oh, Tim Apple. Tim Apple, he's the man. Now, what you could do, of course, if you want just about every song ever recorded, or a lot of them anyway, you could subscribe to one of those streaming music services, Mike, like the Spotty Spotify or Apple Music or Deezer. I'm a big fan of Deezer, actually, because Deezer seems to have just a few more obscure tracks than the others. They claim to have 56 million songs. And, of course, also Deezer has a high-resolution version, uh, a lossless version. You um, can get streaming flack if you have a good quality Sonos system or something like that. Uh, then it sounds, uh, it does sound appreciably better streaming the lossless stuff on the Sonos. So you could go with something like that anyway very good thank you for your message Mike and I hope you get those iPhone well I hope, I hope Tim Apple gets those iPhone issues sorted out for Christmas I think it would be wonderful to have peace on earth goodwill to all humans and a version of iOS that actually worked fairly well all very lofty goals You can go to mushroomfm.com slash countdown2019 and cast your vote for the top 10 songs. Now, bear in mind that it's not just exercising your franchise. And you know what happens if you don't exercise your franchise? They atrophy. Very nasty business when your franchise start to do that. So do exercise them. But also, you get an exclusive of invitation to our mushroom fm christmas party where we assign you a seat at one of our four tables dasher dancer prancer and vixen and using social media or email you can sort of engage with your seatmates, with your table mates and win virtual crackers virtual christmas crackers now i know That in the States, Christmas crackers aren't very common. So every year at about this time, we have to explain, we have to explain what Christmas crackers are. I'm on the Christmas party circuit at the moment, and I'm pleased to say that we've had Christmas crackers at all the Christmas parties I've been to. What happens is they're kind of sausage shaped things kind of wrapped up and you get a little string at each end and you pull. You do a kind of a tug of war with somebody and somebody wins the cracker. And you unwrap it. It's not an edible thing. You unwrap the Christmas cracker, and inside you get a usually a stupid little gift. Although actually, I did get a, a practical gift if I was cited from a Christmas cracker at a party I was at recently. It was a, sort of a tape measure thing. You get a gift, and you get a terrible, terrible joke. The the punnier and the the worse, the better. And sometimes you get a silly little hat that you put on your head and a and a toy and stuff. We are uh, because it's. My kids turn to spend Christmas with their mum this year. We're having an all-blind Christmas. And I said to Bonnie, "What are we going to do? Because uh, all the people around the Christmas table are going to be blind, and I like Christmas crackers, but then I thought, "We can use Ira doot, 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 doot. and call up and get them to read our Christmas crackers. So that's okay. We'll still have Christmas crackers at Christmas time. Are you starting to think? about what you will be having for your big festive lunch. We've got a free-range turkey roasting. We've got beautiful New Zealand lamb and a selection of veggies and things. It's going to be absolutely marvellous, and I'm sure for those who indulge in the carbs, we'll have lots of dessert. There's a um, dessert that was invented here in New Zealand called pavlova, named after the opera singer. And... um, Sometimes people falsely credit pavlova to being invented in Australia, which, of course, really annoys New Zealanders. I wonder if the drinker knows anything about this. Soup drinker. What is the dessert called pavlova?
4: Pavlova is a meringue-based dessert named after the Russian ballerina Anna Pavlova. It is a meringue dessert with a crisp crust and soft, light inside, usually topped with fruit and whipped cream. The name is pronounced or like the name of the dancer, which was. The dessert is believed to have been created in honour of the dancer either during or after one of her tours to Australia and New Zealand in the 1920s. Well, it's
0: on the fence about which country invented it. But yes, it's a New Zealand invention, the old pavlova, and it's very carby. So what are you having for Christmas dinner? We will be here with a Mosin Explosion on Mushroom FM, on Christmas Day Eastern Time, because that will be the morning after what we call Boxing Day in this part of the world and Commonwealth countries call Boxing Day. So we will be having the Mosin Family Christmas Show at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Christmas Day, live on Mushroom FM. So if you would like a bit of company, because sometimes Christmas can be a lonely time, or if you just want to have something on in the background, if your house is full of people and you just want to have some uh, fun on in the background, then do join us, no matter what your circumstances on Christmas Day. It's always great to be able to do that for you. But the most important thing, the most important message I want to convey is get that vote in and get your exclusive invitation to our Christmas party, mushroomfm.com slash countdown2019. Mary Ellen, I see you've just voted. Good on you. And welcome to the fun.
5: Hi, Jonathan and Elizabeth, It's Tanya Harrison here.
0: and Hello, Tanya. I've
5: just got a little tip that... um. I discovered the other day that I wasn't aware of, and maybe you are, Jonathan, because I think there's a lot of things that you're aware of. Um,
0: And a lot I'm not. (laughs) Before I get onto
5: that, um, I do agree with Braille with capital B, and I've been meaning to say that for ages. Um, Anyway, my tip is that um, with Apple, um, I didn't realize until the other day that if you were setting up a new device and you were stuck, and you still have another um, Apple device, you can call them and they'll do a screen share. Now, I've had to do that a few times and I've done a screen share. But what I wasn't aware of until the other day is that when you call them, if you put your device in camera mode, they can then get you to point the camera at the screen of the new device. Um, And that way they can tell you what's happening on your screen. I... um, had to speak to accessibility at least three times over the weekend um, as I was getting used to... You guys the new are BFFs. On newer phones and, BFFs. Face ID, and I'm amazed I could do it because my eyes never see still, but we've got a hang of it. Um, but then on, on the last time I spoke to them, um, the person I got, I said, I just want to make sure that when I reset this phone, it's off. Um, and he said, that's easy if you put your, your current phone on camera. Um, in a screen share, I can have a look. And because no other person from that team has suggested it to me, I I don't know how many people are aware of it. So it's just something I wanted to share um, with your listeners, Jonathan, because it was something if I had I been aware of it from the beginning, um, a lot of time would have been saved. Because um, you know they just one one the first person I spoke with in particular, at Accessibility said, I'll just wait till you have got sighted assistance. And I said, well, that doesn't come for free. Um, so, of course, we did wait till we had sighted assistance because she wouldn't proceed with anything. Um, but that is just something that now I know about it. If I'm ever um, stuck with something and I've got two devices, I'm trying to set the new one up and getting stuck at least... Um, I can get them to um, use the camera and screen share. Because, of course, other providers, I mean, other companies, Google, Microsoft, they, you know, you can go through BMIs, My Eyes. And, of course, I know you can probably do certain things with Ira, but um, with the cost of it, I haven't really tried it out much yet. So that, that was just a little tip that I wanted to um, share because I think that... Um, For other people, it could be something that comes in handy. So, take care of and. Have a really good
0: Christmas. You too, Tanya. And uh, my apologies for the glitchy audio there. That is that is our fault, not Tanya's. It didn't come through that way. And I don't know quite what happened there in the processing. But it was such an important tip. I still wanted to use it, despite the fact that for whatever reason, the audio got glitchy. Just to bring you up to speed, Tanya, and in case anybody else isn't aware, ira is free these days for calls shorter than five minutes Duration, and they also have a promotion going at the moment. Where if your task is related to shopping, then you can use Ira. Just tell them you want to apply the shopping promotion. It could be online shopping. If you need a bit of assistance with an inaccessible site, or it's just quicker for somebody to log in for you, either through Team Viewer on your computer or independently, they will do all those things for free. From now until a wee bit of time into the future for the for the silly season, so you can use IRA for that as well. The thing is though, of course, that Apple does have some limitations which can make it quite difficult for anyone other than Apple to do what you were describing in terms of seeing what's on your screen and controlling the phone for you so with Team Viewer on iOS, you can have IRA come in and see your screen and do a few things, but they still don't have access to actually tap things on the screen for you whereas Apple can do that so that's a, a privilege reserved for Tim Apple and his team Hello Mary Ellen she's going back to the theme that we've been talking about these last couple of weeks and she says the Christmas song which bugs the heck out of me is the Holly and the Ivy oh poor Holly and Ivy I've got a cousin called Ivy haven't got a cousin called Holly. Interesting that both Holly and Ivy are names. Anyway, she continues. She, she she elucidates. First, you have the Holly and the Ivy growing, and then it goes on to tell you about the merry organ singing in the choir. Sounds like one's liver when there's been too much alcohol. The old merry organ singing. <coughs> Now I ask you, says Mary Ellen, really getting a full head of steam up on this issue. What has the merry organ singing in the choir got to do with a bunch of plants growing in the forest? Am I missing something somewhere, she says. Have a cool Yule. Well, I think what you might be missing is that it's just a collection of reflections, a collection of reflections on Christmas in general. But, you know. I'm not going to castigate you for being irritated by a song like that because I do know how you feel. Carolyn Pete says, My Google Home clearly states that Pavlova is a New Zealand dessert. Yay, Google, says Carolyn. Well, it is, and that's good. I'm very glad that Google is definitive about this. Have you voted yet? I think you have voted yet, haven't you, Carolyn? I can't keep track of all the people voting, but, you know, if you haven't voted yet... MushroomFM.com slash Countdown2019 is how you do.
3: Hello, Jonathan. It's John Gassman, and I'm way behind oh. on the Mushroom the Gassman FM Cometh. podcast. Yeah. But since we're nearing the end of uh, work for the rest of this year, I figured I would uh, start by catching up on a little of the podcasts. So I want to talk a little bit about Disney+. Plus. Uh, and uh, if anyone is listening to this, you may or may not know that I work for Disney. Disclaimer. And have for 16 and a half years. I love it. I've had it since, I guess, I, I got it right after it launched, a few days after it launched. And I wasn't going to initially. I thought, you know, I don't really need to subscribe. I've got a bunch of DVDs and many of them have audio description on them. What do I need to subscribe for? And then I saw what was up there. Uh, it's stuff that I have never bothered to to buy because, for example, the Marvel movies never had audio description available to them um in the theaters, they do on the DVDs and they do on the website. And this was a great opportunity for me to, to catch up on the Marvel stuff and some of the other things that I've missed along the line. It's a great service. And I'll tell you, uh, we were given an opportunity to make a choice when it first came out as cast members. We could either purchase it for, I think it's like six ninety nine a month U.S. dollars, but we would give that up. In exchange for the Disney Plus for free, I decided not to bother with it because I figured the value of the sign-ins is worth a whole lot more than the subscription. And I can afford to subscribe for the year, and I get a lot out of it. I already have, uh, and I love it. Uh, it was a whole lot easier for me to sign up on the phone. The website does have a, a some glitches in terms of knowing exactly where you are, or they did – when i first tried it i don't know if they fixed it i sent an email to the developers god knows whether they ever saw it but i did send it I never got a response so i don't know if they fixed the problems and sign up on the computer but it's really very easy to sign up on the telephone thomas donville of applebiz did a great tutorial on it and walked you through the initial parts of it and so uh, I took advantage of that and signed up on the phone, had no problems at all, and uh, I love the fact that you can sync back and forth between the phone and the computer and whatever other device you're using, and you don't lose your place. You you begin right where you left off. It's a terrific service. I would imagine that other movie companies will probably do the very same thing, or they should. It's a great opportunity to to gain access to lots and lots of material. And especially if you're with Disney, where, where we own the world, basically. Hey, wait a minute. The most important thing of all. <laughs> what now, Larry? you broke into this very yeah, sentence, instructive. No, no. I wonder po- where he was po- The <laughs> most important thing of all. You get free accounts, and guess who's on one of them? So how oh, many accounts do you Have get? you looked at your account lately? I just <laughs> took <ticking> you off. <laughs> yeah, I actually did let Larry stay on there, and I'm charging him, well, not too much to do that. So anyway, just thought I would let you know how it I built him on Disney Plus. It used to be that you would pay me for the rent. <laughs> <laughs> what what am I, going to become homeless now you as of might, tomorrow night? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I might have a box big enough for you out front. Oh, thank you very much. we one of the trash in the so cheap seats, I say. How many people can sign up on that account I, for free? I think it's four or five. Yeah. You can sign them up for, for free. And and I know my, my nieces and nephews, they're doing it. And they just kick in a little bit for the monthly cost. And you you can all share it with the streams. I should also mention you talked about the popularity of this service. Uh, Disney Plus asked us at Walt Disney Travel Company, where I work, if we could provide some people to answer the phones and answer questions from guests who were calling in. And we did. We set up teams to actually – and they're still working full-time. That's how busy it is. Uh, I did not get involved because the websites that you use to test and to help people were not fully accessible, unfortunately. Uh, Some of the buttons weren't labeled, and there are ways around that, but I'm not sure they're going to bother with it because I don't think they see this as a long-term situation. Uh, Otherwise, I would have volunteered to take calls, but it wasn't completely accessible, and they really had to put it together in about two days. But. That's how busy things have been and how enormous the response has been to Disney+. Plus. Well, I guess that's it for now. Thanks a lot for listening. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. And we'll talk to you again in 2020.
0: Merry Christmas to the both of you. It's good to hear from you both. When you wish about it. The, the one thing I would say regarding your comment about how you hope all studios do this, I'm kind of a bit nervous about that. I understand why Disney's done it because they've got such a massive... Um, library of content there. but it would be a bit like every record company starting up its own streaming music service. in the end it becomes quite expensive if you have to go to every studio and subscribe to a streaming service. So I'm personally in favor of some sort of big aggregator that you pay a monthly subscription for and you're done with it and then you don't have different user interfaces to contend with but you know Disney's got the ability because they've just got so much good content. I'm still not on there yet. I just haven't had time, but I do intend to sign up. The bananas are excited about it. <laughs> I intend to sign up over the Christmas break when I've got a month off to really enjoy it. At Large
2: Podcast. Hey, Jonathan. It's John Lipsy. John hey Lipsy! Hey.
6: Lipsy. Spoken to you, tweeted to you, I communicated know. with you in ages. Ages. Donkey's ears, if you will. Donkey's, Donkeys ears. an <laughs> expression that you don't hear in the States ever, probably. Hmm. Um, I don't remember where I first heard it, but I liked it, so I'm using it. Um, this is going to be long, and I apologize for that. There's a couple of things I wanted to touch on, though. Firstly, I haven't finished last week's podcast, so there may be more thoughts, but the very last thing I heard was talking about, like taking a shower or taking a bath. And I do that. Sometimes I say I'm going to go jump in the shower, but sometimes I just say I'm going to go grab a shower. And every once in a while, people are like, you're going to grab a shower, where are you taking it? And it, it's, it is, it's a very, it's a very American expression, which makes me wonder, what do people in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, like, how do you phrase that? Do you just say that you're going to go jump in the shower? I, I it's weird cuz I can't imagine not saying I'm going to go take a shower.
0: Dude, okay, I mean like um dude, what we we just say we're going to have a shower or we're going to have a bath? Sometimes people just say I'm going to shower. I'm going to shower and shave or whatever. But normally have a bath. Definitely not take cuz we're not taking it anywhere.
6: Um but yeah, it is kind of an odd kind of linguistic structure that that I've never really given a whole lot of thought to. Quick, quick. The other thing I wanted to comment on was the whole Mr. and Mrs. versus calling your teachers teachers especially come to mind for this for me uh, by their first names. Mm -hmm. And I was looking back on my life, and I realized that when I was at the School for the Blind, all of my teachers went by their first name. I had Karen, Susan, I had another Karen, I had an Eileen. Some of them I know their last names because I've worked with them as an adult in, like, a professional setting. So I've had to, like, email them, and, you know, we've exchanged things back and forth, and I've figured out their last names. But the majority of them I just know by their first names. When I got mainstreamed, which was in fifth grade, um, all of my teachers became Mr. or Mrs. whatever. Ever, except my teachers for the visually impaired. I had two TVIs when I was in the mainstream school system. I had one called Tony and one called Nancy. And I honestly don't know if I ever knew Nancy's last name. Tony's last name I found out when one of my mainstream teachers referred to him as Mr. Uh, Jepson, I think. Now I don't remember. And he was like, so Mr. Jepson, and then he went on with his story, and I was like, Mr. Jepson? Who the who the bleep is Mr. Jepson? George Jepson? Um, and he said oh you know Tony and I went oh oh not okay not,
0: not
4: George no. Ah but
6: it's interesting and a lot of people like a lot of my friends have like similar experiences where all their mainstream teachers were Mr or Mrs whatever and their TVIs were called by their first names So I'd be kind of curious to get some perspective and insight on that if you have any to offer um, hope you're well. Happy Christmas and happy holidays to you and your family and all of the rest of your listeners. I will, of course, be tuning into the holiday countdown. Yes, It's going to be a thing that I'll get to catch live. Yeah. I will not be getting up at 7 a.m. probably for the start of the countdown, oh. but I'll be there for what I can be. Uh,
0: so you're on the mountain time, 7 a.m. mountain time, because it starts at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, the 22nd of December. Thank you, John. Good to hear from you. And you really sound like you're living the mobile dream there, buddy. I don't know where you're coming in from, but it sounds like you're at the pub or something, you know, at a bar or knocking a few back and just listening to the podcast and living the dream. Good on you, John. Nice to hear from you. I don't have any really uh, anything additional to add on that whole subject about first names and teachers. I guess I'm just of the age where I find that quite weird. But things move on, don't they? Things move on. I was very excited to read that the jolly old Amazon Echo, or if you will, the soup drinker, has has introduced podcast support from both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, as far as I'm able to determine, the Apple Podcasts support is only available in the United States in its entirety right now. It looks like you do at this stage need a US-based Apple ID to take full advantage of the Apple Podcasts support. You sign in. You have to go into the app and go into settings and then I think it's music and podcast services it's now called. And you can add Apple Music there with your Apple ID if you're in the US. And when it's all set up, you can listen to podcasts on your Apple device. So it could be Well, a HomePod, although I'm not sure why you'd have both. I guess some people will have both. It could be an iPhone, an iPad, and, of course, an Apple TV. And then you can pick up your podcast from where you left off. So you can say to it things like, resume my podcast. And if you were in the middle of listening, say, to the Mosin at Large podcast, then it would just pick it up on your device. You can also ask it to play specific podcasts. And you can set Apple Podcasts to be your default podcast. For podcasts, That's pretty cool if you're in the United States and you want to get all of that working. It is actually the, th- the first third party Apple Podcasts clients that Apple has sanctioned. So there's not even Apple Podcasts for Android, but yet they have it on the drinker. So that's pretty impressive. It does make Apple Podcasts a much more compelling proposition compared with some of the alternatives that are out there. However, if you're not in the United States or if you don't like to consume your podcast through Apple Podcasts, it looks like Spotify's podcast support is global. Certainly from New Zealand, I was able to log in with my New Zealand Spotify ID and the setup is similar to that which I've just talked about for Apple Music. So you go into the settings and choose music and podcast services. You set up Spotify there and then you can set up spotify as your default podcast player and this does work i was able to listen to a podcast with spotify on my phone uh, i can then yeah, you know, listen to it on sonos or whatever and then i can pick it up on the jolly old soup drinker and it will resume where i left off so this is excellent this is a very very good innovation on the part of spotify apple music and And Amazon. And uh, I must say, it just goes to show how competitive this podcast space is getting. Spotify really making a very big push into podcasting. They want to give Apple a bit of a run for their money. So it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. But if you want to sync your podcast listening and just flip seamlessly to your Amazon Echo device, and this works on all of them, ranging from the cute little Echo Dot, all the way up to the Berg Echo Studio, then you can now do that. And uh, that will be a bit of a challenge for some of the third-party clients that already have a fairly minimal market share. I am still persisting with Overcast. I really like the Overcast experience very much, and I'm a beta tester for them. And I note that they are now working on a new version of the Voice Boost feature, where they try and add a bit of dynamic audio compression and equalization and things just to make the podcast sound at similar volume and sound a bit punchy. Sometimes it can do a little bit too much because many podcast providers are doing all that stuff themselves. For example, when the Mosin at Large podcast comes out, we've already done a lot of that processing because not everybody listens with Overcast and we want it to sound nice and punchy and easy to hear in a crowded subway and all that kind of stuff. So we do that work anyway. And I think this new version 2 of the Voice Boost support is trying to deal with that, sort of be more mindful of audio compression that's already being applied in some podcasts and probably in all the good podcasts, to be fair. So that's coming in Overcast. And it's great that uh, Marco, the author of Overcast, is continuing to do the work. But you have to say that if apple and spotify both continue on this route of allowing seamless syncing between a range of devices that is a pretty compelling value proposition isn't it that you can just pick up from exactly where you left off on any of the devices on which you might like to hear your podcasts Man, Boris Johnson's got a good Christmas present, hasn't he? He's absolutely decimated the Labour Party in the United Kingdom. Yeah. He has broken through that red wall. Even Sedgefield, which Tony Blair which Tony Blair used to be the you know, the MP for. That's gone to the Tories now. My word. But you know what's interesting is so much is dependent on the electoral system. Because under New Zealand's electoral system, which is now based on proportional representation, the result would have been a Labour, Lib Dem, SNP coalition. And, of course, you hear people say, oh, it would have been, it would have been you know, it would have been a, three, a three-headed monster. A three-headed monster. But it, but it, but it works. I mean, we've got a three-party coalition in New Zealand and people get used to it. You know, it, it is possible. So that is interesting that you, know, you still get a situation where because of the first past the post electoral system, you have a country where a minority of people voted for a party that gets a thumping majority of the seats. And it will be interesting to see whether the political parties in the UK get their soup together and start thinking about this. The two major parties historically in the UK have been pretty much anti the idea of electoral reform because they know that eventually the pendulum will swing the other way. God knows when, given the thumping that they got on Thursday, but eventually it will swing the other way and it will be Labour's turn and they will benefit from the same idiosyncrasies of the the first-past-the-post system. So they did have a a referendum. Uh, yes, another one. They did have a referendum on the electoral uh, system during the Lib Dem Conservative Coalition period, and um, obviously that was not successful. But it is interesting to think that the outcome you get in an election very much depends on the electoral system that's at play. So it would have been a completely different result. They would then, of course, in the UK, have had a pretty interesting discussion, I think, about who would have become the Prime Minister in that three party coalition but precedent and proportional representation jurisdictions normally would dictate that the largest party has the right to put its leader in as Prime Minister so that would have made Jeremy Corbyn Prime Minister was great checking out the election coverage from all around the network so sitting here with various devices plugged into my mixer uh, Sky BBC Radio 4 slash 5 which had synchronised coverage And the BBC TV and ITV, all on different faders, winding them up and listening to... It's interesting to hear different people doing the circuit. You know, like they put Nigel Farage on the circuit. They had a really brilliant show. It's a show I've been a fan of for a long time on the BBC, on Radio 4, called Dead Ringers. And they had a Dead Ringers election special. So when you consider that... The election went on all night long, even though the exit poll was so definitive, it was clear right from that exit poll, unless something was seriously amiss, what the outcome was going to be. Still, the pressure was considerable because they put a dead ringer's election special together. In the blurb I read about it, it said, written at dawn, recorded at lunchtime. And literally that's what happened. It was written at dawn when all the results were clear. For example, it did cover Joe Swinson, the Liberal Democrat leader, sensationally losing her seat to the SNP by a very narrow margin, but she lost anyway, so she's out of Parliament, and the constitution of the Liberal Democrat Party says that the leader has to be a member of Parliament, so she's gone, she's resigned. It covered that. Uh, It covered some very specific things. It was very well done. And unless you know the voices and some of the sort of, unless you've studied the UK election as scarily as I have, You probably wouldn't find it very funny, but if you know what these people sound like, my God, it's a clever show. Then Nick Robinson, who's a host on BBC Radio 4, so accurate. I almost thought it was him. Very, very well done. And you can check out the Dead Ringers election special. I don't know whether it's available as a podcast, but it's certainly on BBC Sounds. It probably is available as a podcast. Absolutely brilliant stuff and an enthralling election. And what we know is that Boris will get Brexit done. No doubt about that. He's going to get Brexit done, and uh, there will be a battle for the heart and soul of the Labour Party in the UK. That'll be interesting to watch. And the Lib Dems get a new leader as well, so there'll be there'll be plenty of fallout from this election to uh, keep us going. And of course, the question is which which Boris Johnson will dominate. Actually, that was a very clever part of the Dead Ringers show as well, where the, the sort of two Borises were battling each other: the good Boris and the evil Boris. Anyway, he, he took a massive gamble, and boy, did it pay off. Dude! Yeah, good on you.
2: podcast. Record.
4: Recording. Pause button. Pause hey button. Jonathan, it's Mike Fair, and uh, yeah, uh, I, I looked at Disney Plus briefly. Uh, I, I like some of Disney's things, but uh, there's just not enough there to justify its price for me. So I, I gave it a uh, once-over just to see how the player worked and everything, and, and uh Took in a couple of my favorites, like Black Hole, a really interesting sort of sci-fi movie from Disney. And uh, then I just, you know, I canceled it before I got charged for it because I I just, I don't have time past a certain point. There's just, there's books to read. I'd I'd rather reread a book than, (laughs) than, than, you know, plow through all the new stuff on all these different streaming services. Uh, Joe Hill, Full Throttle, excellent choice of a book. Uh, full of short stories uh really neat ones i think he did a, an excellent job of that and uh i always appreciate the notes at the end of these books where they go through uh you know how they, where their ideas come from for these short stories so very appreciated uh, that book uh but anyway uh yeah i think really uh for new uh, new stuff i mean netflix is already a ton uh we're paying for that and uh you know, i am you know tempted impossibly if we ever go the Amazon route for shopping, I, I believe Amazon Prime is a part of that. So we might, I might uh, look into their video service. Apparently, they have quite a bit of described content. But you know, past a certain point, how many of these do you need, right? I mean, I just I wouldn't have time yeah, no. to sort of view everything on all of them. There's there's lots else to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, I think my limit is probably two or three. I, I do plan to keep Apple TV. Netflix and Apple TV are really enough. Uh, I might look at Amazon Prime eventually, but yeah, it's, uh, there's just so much out there. I mean, you'd need two lifetimes to take it all in.
0: And I intend to have them. I, I'll back myself up in some way to the cloud, and then then I can restore myself into a new body and have a second life. <laughs> Tremendous. Well, you are right. There's so much good content. And, of course, this is what is affecting the TV industry so badly, isn't it? Who watches live TV anymore? You know, like actually turns the TV on and sits through the ads. A decreasing number of people, and certainly in New Zealand, the media industry is really suffering from this. Because if we are consuming any content, it's Netflix. We've got Amazon Prime. We will have Disney Plus. And, of course, we've got Apple TV Plus because... We've, we keep getting Apple gadgets and we've got a free subscription to it. But I know that there's no way right now that Bonnie would ever tolerate us getting rid of Apple TV Plus because she's totally a fan of this for all mankind. She anticipates every episode. And I must admit, I'm enjoying it as well. I mean, Bonnie's just absolutely enthralled with it in quite an obsessive way. <laughs> She's probably not listening, is the <laughs> uh, but, but it is a, a great show, The For All Mankind. They're doing some good quality stuff. And I guess uh, their only argument, given the voluminous volume of content that's available on the other services, the only argument they can advance right now is quantity is less important than quality. And they're arguing they've got quality drama. And I must say, I am really enjoying The For All Mankind. I'm going to try and get into the morning show over the summer and prompted by other people who've said you should give c a bit longer i might try that again as well so we'll just see how that goes now dan fry he said that he was under the misapprehension that voting had already closed but no he's been too busy doing the important matters of states to um vote or to get his coalition together. I think last year, the whole Fry coalition, was it, what was it, a marshmallow world you were lobbying for? Or was it Candy Cane Christmas? I can't remember. But maybe it was both. But um, no, definitely vote, man, because then you can get a seat at the table and feel like your your franchise has been exercised, you know? So even if you can't get your coalition together because of important matters of state, you and Renee can still vote. Well, make sure you get seated at the same tablet and all that kind of good stuff. And you can have fun tuning in. So you've got to be a part of it, man, even if you don't do all the naughty lobbying. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019. Great to see so many votes coming in. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019. If you haven't voted yet, now's the time to get it done. Vote for your top 10 songs. The choice is yours. When you get in that virtual voting booth, You are in control and the votes are all tabulated by a very clever algorithm worked out by the genius that is Gordon Luke. So it does actually matter the order in which you vote for the songs because um, when you vote something number one, it gets a higher weighting than when you vote something number 10, you see. So the order is important and all those things are tabulated, calculated, calculated castigate oh no Sarah's not involved in this bit so it's not castigated (laughs) and uh, then we come up with the top 100 as voted for by you (laughs)
7: Hi Jonathan, Carolyn here Ah. Just heard you reading out my tweet Yes And then I'm laughing my head off with the song that you're playing now I want a hippopotamus for Christmas Because I can tell you a story about that
0: Oh my word, I'll settle back
7: I have another blind friend up here in Auckland And she went to a function last week Where one of the people at the function actually played and sang I want a hippopotamus for Christmas so now she's been out searching, trying to find a hippopotamus key ring or something like that just to give him for Christmas for a laugh. So <laughs> and that has not been an easy task. Uh, I actually message you to say that I have a technology problem, but it's not with Apple. In fact, I have a solution for the losing focus in, it, in the app for Apple so I'll say that first uh, mine happens when I go into Uber Eats and I start swiping at the top of the screen and it's not reading anything it seems to be it loses focus or it gets stuck on a heading and i found that it, um, if you go to the bottom of the screen voiceover will start working properly again and then you can start again from this from the top of the screen. So it's almost like VoiceOver's getting stuck on the headings within an app. That's what I'm experiencing. Anyway, um, my technology issue is with the Echo. I won't say the A word. I'll call her the A lady. Yeah. But I have a a couple of... Echo Dot Generation 3's and it's this is only happening with one of them so that's why it's unusual um, it happens and it's to do with the request tones so you know that tone when you go hey whatever your wake word is and you get that tone and then you get the finished tone when you've finished saying whatever you're going to say so It only happens with one process, and the process is is when you set an alarm. So, for example, I might say, hey, and use the wake word, set alarm for 7 a.m. That's fine. It sets it. It's all good. Everything's great. 7 a.m. comes along. The alarm goes off. Fantastic. Not a problem. And you use the wake word. You say, hey, whatever. Stop to stop the alarm. That's where my problem happens. On one particular of my echo dots, the request sound comes up at about three times the sound. So you get this really loud bong in the room and you put your response and you get the same at the end with the finish sound. Really, really loud, much louder than anything else that comes out of the device. And I've done all the troubleshooting, and I've even phoned Amazon Australia, and they can't even work out why it's happening. So all they can come down to is that it's a software issue. And um, I'm going, because that particular Echo Dot's under warranty. I'm going to have to return it. But it's very unusual because it doesn't happen with my, my original Echo Dot at all. That's That, that kind of situation. So, uh, yeah, if you want to knock someone out of the room with a really, really loud boom, um, I can pass on my Echo Dot to you. <laughs> and yeah, well, it could be handy. The Christmas countdown, um, honesty here, confession time, haven't
0: voted as yet, what? but I promise I will do it. Get today. on with it, Carolyn. Take care. Get on with it. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019 to cast your vote. Time is running out for us all, you know. That is so true. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019. Vote. You raise a very interesting question, Carolyn, and I have no idea about your weird sound. How many people do have the other sound? So I have the sound on... Whenever I, you know, I want to know that I've woken up the device. So when I say soup drinker, I, stop. God, I do want it to go off. But I don't have the other sound on, the one where it stops, you know, when when it's finished listening to you. I don't have that sound on because I don't see what the point of it is. Because it's just a completely superfluous sound, isn't it? Because once it's heard your request, it just acts on it. So why do you need that second Sound that sort of indicates that it's no longer listening and it's acting on your request. How many people have that second sound on? I'd be quite interested. So, some people don't have any of those sounds on at all, which is another option that I have actually considered. Although, I do like having that first sound on because I'm intrigued by how often the echo misrecognizes what you're saying as a wake word. I mean, we're pretty fortunate here because I just hate soup with such a passion that we don't often talk about anything like soup other than when I'm talking to the echo, right? But sometimes it does misrecognize something that I'm saying as being, you know, soup drink. Say it quietly enough, it won't hear me. So I like having that sound on so I know when it's listening when it shouldn't be. But I don't really see the point of the second one. So this might well ignite a bit of a debate. Do you have any of your... Sounds on on your echo, both for when it hears you and when it stops hearing you. Or do you have them turned off? Or do you have one or the other?
2: Listen,
0: David Vander Molen says hi, Jonathan, with a squillion exclamation marks. My goodness, you're into the hyperbole, David. The hyperbole. I have only one question for you today, so no asterisks, I'm afraid. Oh no, I feel quite bereft. <laughs> have you managed, he says, to get overcast to work with your Apple Watch? If so. How I get only multiple blank pages on my watch when I go into the app. Well, the thing is, oh, thank you and have a very merry Christmas and a happy new year, says David. Same to you and yours, Dave. Same to you and yours. Hope it's a gorgeous, joyous one for you. The fact is, mate, I haven't tried. I am getting my new Apple Watch tomorrow. Tomorrow. After years of impatiently waiting, waiting, we now have a carrier in New Zealand that supports the Apple Watch. You remember I talked about this. I talked about this and I've now switched. It was a bit of a mission. I talked about that in the last episode and there are consequences of this, which I shall talk about in a moment. Maybe when Bonnie comes down, we'll talk about it actually. But I'm getting my watch. It's ordered. It's a, it's a nice stainless steel one. And it arrives tomorrow, the 42mm Series 5. And I'm looking forward to it because I've been running the Series 3. And I said I would not buy another Apple Watch until I could get the cellular one. And I held out. And so I haven't been using the Series 3 very much for music things. Partly also because up until recently I didn't really have the means to pair the Apple Watch with my hearing aids in a way that made it easy for me to... To grapple with now, I have the Oticon aids and I've got the Oticon Connect clip. It's really easy to pair the Connect clip to the watch, and therefore get the watch through my hearing aids. It is disappointing that it appears that even with the newer watches, the watches have not inherited the MFI hearing aid spec. That's very unfortunate, and I suppose the Series Six will come out. And that will have native MFI hearing aid support, and then I'll be wanting to upgrade again. And oh, my, but mind you, there is no shortage of takers for my second-hand Apple watches, I have to say. Have I mentioned lately mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019? Just in case you haven't voted yet. Hey, thingy me Hey! <laughs> It's jumpin' the fun and Bonnie singin' me jinks. It's jumpin' the fun and Bonnie singing me jinks. It's jumpin' the fun and Bonnie singin' me jinks. It's jumpin' the fun and Bonnie la 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 la. Da 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 da. da, 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 da. Ah, it's a beautiful Christmas tune that Welcome to you, Bunny. Mosin Hello, how are you? I'm super well
1: That's good How
0: are things in your neck of the woods?
1: Oh, well, if I were a racehorse, they'd be putting me on the trailer about now to head to Florida for a couple of weeks off Because, as trainers would say, I don't have a lot left in the tank
0: I was talking to my finance manager about this the other day, and we were both sort of sitting there looking at the numbers and lamenting the fact that, you know, it's exhausting. And we both concluded it's probably psychological that when you know you've got some time coming up, you sort of get ready to quit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So if if we didn't have Christmas coming up in that glorious long New Zealand summer break, would we be feeling as exhausted?
1: I know I would. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> about the rest of the world. Yeah. And and I've been actually pretty busy because um I am trying to, you know, close out cases and stuff and so I Are we don't...
0: going somewhere? I didn't realise you'd been packing.
1: No, this is my workload. So oh, I've been oh, trying I see. to oh. take things oh, off my oh, workload oh, right. and That's stuff. So it's always
0: difficult when you can't close your case.
1: Yeah, so mm. um Especially in Salesforce, no. It's so all the I,
0: stuff that women pack that causes. that. No, oh,
1: I overpack. I know I yeah, overpack, yeah. but
0: um, all these mysterious potions. And, so
1: yeah. yeah. So um, we have four and a half days this week. It'll be interesting to see how much people actually do this week. You know, uh, probably yeah. be busy. Um, so yeah, and uh, well, going to Teapapa Papa on Thursday. I, I didn't know that. Yeah,
0: Why are you going to Te Papa? That's, that's the, for, the, for those who don't know, this is the Museum of New Zealand. I
1: don't remember. That's it's called our,
0: our Place is yeah. what Te Papa means. I
1: honestly don't remember why I'm going. I just have a <laughs> one o'clock meeting at Te Papa and I don't remember what it's about. So oh, just,
0: well, you'll enjoy that.
1: I'll enjoy it. You'll yeah. enjoy that. I think we're looking at art or something.
0: I see. Some sort of exhibit. You've been very nice and kind, and we worked out that the most cost-effective way for me to get the Apple Watch of my dreams, and you will testify to the fact that ever since the Apple Watch cellular came out... I've uh-huh. been hankering hankering for one and I've held on there have been times when I thought I'll buy one from Australia or something and just have one ready but no I I hung on and to make this cost effective we ported your number so we, we both ported away from Vodafone that doesn't offer the Apple watch cellular I went to spark that does you went to two degrees how's the new system going?
1: Mm, seems to be good. I can't tell, you know, really any difference between. Well, that's it and what that's was all right then. So. And they
0: they have the system on two degrees, which is quite generous. I mean, they are a very generous network with their pricing because they're a new entrant, relatively speaking. And I don't think their network footprint is quite as good. It's a bit like T Mobile. I think T Mobile might have improved over time, but they used to offer quite aggressive pricing yeah. too to compensate for the fact that people used to say our T-Mobile's got coverage issues in the States.
1: They do, Yeah,
0: They've got this thing here in New Zealand called a data clock, and all their data carries over anyway on their plans, which is fantastic for up to a year. But they also have this thing where uh, over the summer you can get two hours of data, which is quite interesting because data is normally measured by the gig or the meg or whatever. But in this case, you can set your data clock going for one hour at a time, and you get two hours every day over summer. And you can use as much data as you want for free. in the winter? Well, the promotion ends, mate. And you have to use the data from your plan. But it's quite good because since you've just got on two degrees, it allows your data from your plan to accumulate and carry over while you use the data from this data clock promotion. Mm
5: -hmm. It's genius.
0: And last night, we decided to embark upon the great transition plan. So I went in with Heidi, it was, and we bought a bunch of five I think sim cards which we were going to piggyback onto your data plan because you can share your data on two degrees with up to five devices which is a really generous deal so we've got all the sims and what I do is I activate them on my phone because I've now got an eSIM with Spark so I can put these sims into my iPhone and activate them and then put them into our various tablets laptops etc because your laptop is an IBM ThinkPad x1 carbon Mm -hmm. with built-in LTE. I've got an HP Spectre Folio with built in LTE, and we've got two cellular iPads, and we've got the Ira Horizon phone. So, we began this process last night with Nicola Banana. And unfortunately, after we got one sim done, Nicola Banana lost my one and only sim, SIM tool. removal SIM tool. tool. Oh. So, the process ground to a screeching halt because Nicola's lost my sim removal tool. Mm. Hmm.
1: Don't know where it is.
0: I-, I thought I was incredibly parentally patient about that. Yeah,
1: because if it'd been me, oh. you would have
0: been. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 well, they. I mean, I. Th- I th- I'd like to think I would have been equally as patient because <laughs> they're very easily lost. I've lost them myself. Oh, have you?
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're
0: tiny. Well, that's good to know. They're they're tiny. Yeah, I've lost a, a couple. So. And I can't find – we've sort of raided Apple product boxes over the years, and I can't find another one. So I've had to go on to Trade Me, which is like the New Zealand equivalent of eBay, <laughs> and I've ordered five of these dinky little –
1: That's good. –
0: SIM removal mm-hmm. tools. And
1: then the other one will show up.
0: Yes. Like, like my uh, snapper card. Yeah, like, like like it does. But people say, why don't you use a paper clip? Why don't you use a safety pin? You actually have to apply just the right... I mean, it's a very small little inlet that you have to put the SIM removal tool yeah. in. And you have to apply just the right amount of pressure. A paperclip tends to bend under yeah, the pressure. Um, some people manage it. Anyway, so our little upgrade project has come to a screeching halt for the lack of a SIM removal yeah, tool, removal just tool. this tiny little metallic object. Yeah. So yeah. Marvellous. Anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there over the Nick summer. we will
1: be back Wednesday, so maybe it'll be... Back
0: here by Wednesday. You you never know. Well, it's annoying because I I could have and should have done it myself. It's nothing I can't do on my own. Yeah. But I. I did it that way because I thought it would just be easier for someone else to sort of yeah. look after the... Like, I could I could do the activating and stuff and someone else could handle all the insertions into the other devices and it would just streamline the process. And had I done it, I would have made sure that I knew where all the important little bits were and pocketed things. And, yeah. But no, no. no. I, I nah, Nicola Banana, she's lost my tool. <clears throat> we should say, after experimenting a bit with the AirPods Pro, I found that they were very, very good. But in reality, because of my hearing impairment, I just can't get sufficient volume to really enjoy them. I mean, it's not like I can't hear them at all, but I just don't have enough volume to sort of crank up the music and really enjoy it. And Mm -hmm. I thought that might be the case. I just wanted to see what would happen. But that means that you are now the owner of some sparkly, shiny new AirPods Pros. How are you finding them?
1: They're good. They connect quicker, I think, than the other ones I had. Because sometimes I had to fiddle with them, but these, even if I take them out of my ear and put them back in, they connect pretty quickly with the phone.
0: And with the little tips that you now have at the end of them, mm-hmm. they're probably a bit more comfortable.
1: Yeah, th- th- they don't fit my ears as well as the other ones. I don't think. I mean, they they sort of do, but I are they get- too loose? No, I don't know. I just they. I think because they if they're too
0: different. loose, we can get you the large. Because my ears are really little. <laughs> Mine so are too. The, but we've got the smallest one yeah, on. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I'm just not used to those kinds of. Because I have the same type of earphones at work that have the little tip on it that I stick in my ear. Because I I use that one in one ear and my AirPods in the other ear. Right. So I think I'm just not used to that kind of um, that tip.
0: See, really. I bought a mixer for my office. Yeah. I, after working away for a few weeks, I suddenly had an epiphany and I thought, you know what I need? I need a mixer in my office. So I actually do have this little Behringer mixer on my desk in my office. I dock my laptop with a USB sort of Thunderbolty docking station thing and I have a cable going from one of the channels of the mixer to that and then I have another cable going to the iPhone so I can just wind everything up and down and balance it and I can connect other devices as well when all the gear came and i was unpacking it and setting it up one of my staff came in and says it sounds like you're setting up for a block party in here (laughs) 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 it's really effective though just having everything you know coming through the one sound source
1: (laughs) yeah i don't we don't i don't need to quite be that people say what what,
0: what does all this actually do for you yeah (laughs) that
1: that would be the question i would get
0: here's may thompson Looks like you could be in an independent Scotland in no time. Mm. She says, I have both sounds on my echo. I just used to have the wake sound, but then suddenly the other sound appeared. We've never had the other sound, have we? D- did you even know the other sound existed?
1: No. No, it no. does. You can The just actually... have it on silent mode.
0: Would you like it on silent mode?
1: No. I like to know when it's awake.
0: Yeah, me too. But
1: at the Kutch house, it's quiet.
0: Here's Thomas Updown again. He says, normally when you have an Amazon Echo, there will be no way to make your Echo change to a custom wake word. But all the listeners are still curious on how you changed your Echo to a custom wake word. Bonnie will tell you now.
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> You've had some pretty interesting tech gurus asking you this question. Um,
1: yes, there are great minds across the world who have uh, <laughs> asked me this in confidence
0: to tell them, and
1: I said I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, David Harvey says have used a ride share rewards app called freebird rides
6: oh, download Mecca the app
0: uses that my.fbird.com oh and then if you've got a referral code there and uh, yeah enter my pro- promo code uh, before you take your first ride okay is it any good david what does it what does it give you uh, i've had a very bad week with uber this week it seems that they have a systemic problem this is what i've diagnosed so far they seem to have a systemic problem when you have two things happening at once if you get 600 points with uber under their uber rewards platinum thing that they're operating here in new zealand you're entitled to a reward and it's normally either 15 percent off uber eats or 15 percent off your next three days of rides Actually, Bonnie, that's what we should do to avoid this happening. Again, we should apply the Uber Eats rewards instead of the Uber reward. Okay. I think that would work. Uh, so what happens is if you apply that reward, it tells you that the price confidence guarantee, which means that there is a cap, even when there's a surge going on, there's a cap on what you are charged for your nominated route. They tell you that that's in effect and that your 15% discount's in effect. What I think is happening on reflection is, is that the tubing in effect is breaking it. Uh, and normally they've been very good about refunding me when I've explained this, but this week they just flat out lied. And they said, you can't have it because you made multiple stops on the route, which I absolutely did not. And I... You know, there comes a point where Uber just stops listening to you and you can't reason with them. They they unilaterally close a ticket and I open it again and I say, Oi, no you don't. I haven't finished with you yet. And I say, look, there's no evidence that I made other stops because it didn't happen. And then I start saying, and they ignore me. So then I start saying, I'm going to go to the Commerce Commission about you, which is our sort of regulatory authority that protects consumers against bad behaviour and they still don't answer me I'm annoyed but the thing is I do like Uber <laughs> I do like the Uber experience Sarah says which bearing did you get the little 8 input one no it's Got even fewer inputs than that. It's a tiny. I think it's only got three or four inputs. It's really it's, small. It's really really small. And um we went to a site called Rubber Monkey where I buy a lot of my.
1: Across the street from mine. My- <laughs> yeah,
0: there you go. Rubbermonkey.co.nz. It's a really good site, and they actually look after me well because they know I'm blind and they know I'm yeah, I'm, they know I'm serious. And so if I'm I'm very serious. And they know that if I return something it 's genuinely because there 's some sort of accessibility issue, and they don 't mind we 've had a relationship for quite a while, and they will let me return stuff if there 's an accessibility problem and So we went on to rubber monkey and I had a talk to rubber Monkey, and they recommended this little one uh, it's it 's just great it doesn 't take up much space on my desk but it's it 's hella useful, and I think there'd be quite a few blind people and offices who could benefit from this approach you know just mm-hmm. have you because i have my iphone in the little lightning dock on my desk so it just sits upright and i use it over my laptop for all my video conferencing because what i do before i start a video conference and we use a lot of microsoft teams and we use zoom i open the camera app and i set the front facing camera going and I position myself, you know, I've got this cool little executive chair with lots of levers.
1: You got one of those, Bonnie? No.
0: no I haven't seen your chair. Even, I haven't seen yours. It's your. not very exciting. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like, just a chair. No, this one's got, I think it's four different levers <clears throat> for elevation, tilt on the back and tilt on the front. And
1: <laughs> We had those at MCB and they were all labeled in
0: Braille. And it swivels. Wee. Anyway, and so what I do, I open the camera app and I position myself until it says one face in center. And then I know that when I make my video call I'm gonna be properly seen and you know, looking looking like I'm together. Has
1: anyone ever described what Zoom looks like when everyone's there? No. They're all they're all in little boxes. Looks like the Brady bunch. They move around depending on who's talking.
0: Oh really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, I
1: learned that last week.
0: We have um a zoom, we have Zoom Room technology in Workbridge. We do, too. Oh, really? Have you got Zoom Room?
1: Well, we have this big TV.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 Yep. yep, yep, the, and, yep. <laughs> and then you can, to start a meeting, the, the meeting owner can go with their iPhone and just wave it around and it starts the meeting? And
1: um, I don't know. Yeah. I just know we have a big TV and that's where, like, if there's a huge Zoom meeting… Uh, Like the other day, we had a farewell party for somebody, and there were people on Zoom, so we could see them on the TV and wave at them and stuff.
0: And in our Zoom room, it's set up now so that the audio from the Zoom room gets piped directly into my hearing aids, which is absolutely fantastic. So I just sort of go in there and... um, and all the all – because the, the speaker's quite sort of tinny and there's a little bit of bounce in the room. So now I just wander in and the hearing aids pick up the signal and bing, you're, we're rocking it. Yeah, marvellous. Good technology. Well, thank you very much and um, we'll be back for next week's explosion before the countdown. You voted, haven't you?
1: Yep, I voted last
0: week. Now, what about all the millions of people that you know because you're so well-connected? You got to tell them to vote. I, I understand. Anthony sent a message around he the did. office. Yes, I people did see that. But what about all your people in the states? And you know,
1: I don't think they really care.
0: They, everybody cares about exercising <laughs> the do. franchise. No, you got to. You got to tell them. Tell them. Tell them to vote for their favorite Christmas songs. It only takes a minute. Eclipse is commenting. yeah see mushroomfm dot com slash countdown twenty nineteen.
1: Yeah, Anthony sent it around. Has he gotten any votes for you?
0: Oh, yeah, we, we've got we've got lots of votes pouring in, but we need we need we want yeah. every we won't be satisfied until every human being on the planet with internet access has voted. Gee, that'll be a lot of people. Yeah, man, so get on
1: with it, will Voted in election. Get on. We, with it. we must talk about the volcano.
0: Oh yes, actually, that's right. I. It's it's Remiss of me not to have mentioned that. Yeah, so um do you want to talk about the volcano?
1: Mhm. As you know, we live on the the fire rim and uh New Zealand is a very geograph geologically active group of islands and um last week one of them erupted. Small island off the in the Bay of Plenty that apparently smokes and all the time and uh, it did erupt and unfortunately there were tourists on the island when it happened and um, there have been as of now 15 deaths and they've recovered six bodies from the island they believe that there's more they've gone back onto the island which you can imagine is a very dangerous recovery uh, mission and uh, they've gone back out today sadly there will probably be more fatalities because many of the injuries were 90 percent burn rates which over seventy, there's a very slim chance of survival. So it's made the international news. Um, I've gotten. Unfortunately,
0: it was the headline news on. I think two of the three US mm-hmm. networks. Yeah. It's a terrible yeah. thing. Um, um, at, at any time, but you know, you think of the loved ones who've had their Christmases wrecked forever,
1: and just the yeah. fact they wanted to go see this volcano, you know, and and you don't you think about you're doing something fun and you don't expect to to die doing it and uh there was the ovation of the sea had which is the largest cruise ship that carnival owns and um it had some uh passengers that died in it and um i guess when it came into it was in wellington harbor the other day we saw it that in the radiance of the seas it was in there but apparently when it came into wellington harbor they did some kind of blessing for it or something
0: sometimes people say to me that they look at new zealand particularly Americans who fly in and they look at New Zealand from the air and they say, wow, you know, what a beautiful country. It just looks so green and people think of it as kind of nature's adventure playground. But with that comes risk and um, sometimes nature just acts in the way that nature will. It's it's absolutely terrible. Um, and, you know, we, we, we were all at work when that started to happen. And it's not unusual for us to get notifications that says such and such a volcano has erupted and you kind of think oh yeah Uh, but clearly it became evident that this was a much bigger deal than many of the eruptions that we hear about that you know don't don't cause loss of life like this so it's been a very rough week for new zealand and obviously it's dominated the headlines daniel b fry has voted Carolyn Peters voted? Have you? Lots of people are voting. We're seeing the votes pouring in now, pouring in. Mushroomfm.com slash countdown 2019. Here's Marilyn H on the email who says, Hi, Jonathan. She's uh, talking about the the ongoing thing about words and linguistic pet peeves that have been (laughs) running over the last few weeks and says, I haven't heard anybody mention the words jewellery instead of jewellery that has a jewel in it relator instead of realtor one who sells real property i live in parump nevada (laughs) parump nevada my aunt said when i first moved here that it reminded her of the little drummer boy parumpa pum pum how cool to live in parump nevada (laughs) <laughs> for Christmas carols says Marilyn with alternative lyrics and funny look for stuff by Bob Rivers and Twisted Christmas it's an amazing collection indeed something that we hear regularly at this time of year on Mushroom FM by the way says Marilyn I asked some time back about the talking unit for washers and dryers I wasn't able to find them I bought LG Smart Appliances What Echo doesn't tell me, a phone app does. I can also use the normal default, which means power on and then start and you're in business. They were pricey, but I didn't find a lot of difference in those without the smart functions. Guess it's been a long time since I shopped for appliances like that. Thanks for a great show, says Marilyn. Thank you for contacting the jolly old show. Oh, there I go again. Marilyn, I appreciate it. And you've got to be wary shopping for appliances these days, don't you? Hey, Don't you? Because you could find yourself locked out because of touchscreens without any accessible way in and all that kind of malarkey. So it is becoming a mission. But hopefully with the advent of all of these smart appliances controlled by various things like Siri and the soup drinker, we will eventually ma- Stop! Make some progress. I, one thing I didn't talk about when Bonnie was down here was I think she's still got this sort of little project on the, you know, the, the back or the front burner or something where she'd like us to move closer to our respective places of work, and we have a number of things to do, including just sort of just doing a bit of tidy up and there's a bit of replastering in places where we've taken hardware out and. Put hardware in, and we need to kind of replaster. If we're going to make the place look absolutely pristine to put it on the market, and I'm not in any particular hurry, I have to say, because I hate moving. But anyway, uh, she has enlisted the help of Heidi Banana, and yesterday they um, they did some work, and they've cleared out the scary boys' room. Oh my word! <clears throat> or the boys' scary room. No, maybe the scary boys' room is. And they got this. Um, they got this gadget. I wonder. I'm not, I'm not sure if Bonnie's listening. What is this gadget? It sings Jingle Bell Rock in this most annoying way and it's motion activated. So the idea is that you put it on a dressing table or something like that and then you walk in the room and it starts to sing obnoxiously. And Heidi apparently was of the view that it's creepy or weird or some such thing and threw it out because apparently it wasn't responding. Perhaps it was just that its battery went flat or something like that. I don't know whether it has a replaceable battery or what the deal was, but Heidi threw it out. I was not a party to this. I'm not very good at throwing things out. But they threw it out. And then from the bottom of the garbage bag, this little thing started singing its heart out, singing its jingle bell rock heart out. So they rescued it. Bonnie kept saying, get it out of there, Heidi. Get it out of the rubbish bag. So it's lived to tell another tale. But um, it does mean that last I heard, Bonnie had it in our room. And when I walk in, the bloody thing starts jingle bell rocking. She may well bring it down, which would be pretty scary. Have you noticed? I know you will have, because you're an observant kind of person. We had the iPhone. Three and a three g s was there a three? I think there was a three before a three gs and then we had the four and then we had the four s and we had the five and the five s and a six and a six s and a seven and a seven s and an eight and an eight s and no, we didn't have an eight s did we? No there's not been an eight s, but we didn't have a nine and Oh no Mr. Purple. I don't know how they're doing that, but um, there's obviously quite a long sample in that thing. No and just oh, can we stop it now? Yeah. Uh, what is that thing actually?
1: He's called we've his name is Mr. Purple. Yes. Because he's purple. Yes. And we call him Mr. Purple. Yes. He's Do
0: you wanna I get mean, by a mic? Yeah,
1: okay. And he's around ball thing he looks like a a large christmas ball or a head and he has a um a ribbon on him where you're supposed to hang him on the christmas tree because what happens when you go by is he says hey you up here someone left me on this branch ah and so he has a mouth that moves when he sings he has two eyes that move when he sings um they used the eyes used to light up but only one of his eyes lights up now oh
0: <laughs> dear we we'll have to send him to the blonde foundation he, to
1: go, he can become a member of the blind foundation mm. i'll have to take him in monday and scare my he's coworkers. got
0: 624 in his better eye
1: yes so he has i don't know where he came from the my one, first one of those
0: gifts of the kids
1: well give. he was in your closet for years mm. and then one day he rolled out and started singing So, so so i hung him on that christmas tree that year and um he's been there and then one year he just quit singing but we hung him up anyway well yesterday we found him in the boys room and he wasn't singing so we decided to send him on his way well when he got in the garbage bag he starts singing again, so we yeah. rescued him, so he doesn't want to leave yet. Mm. He's, he wants to hang around another Christmas, so that's Mr. Purple. Very nice. And, he, and I'll take Mr. Purple back upstairs. I think that's a really nice idea. Should I take idea. him to work tomorrow?
0: I would not be opposed to that, no, especially if it got left there.
1: <laughs> well, that would be cruel. Can you imagine the cleaners coming in and him <laughs> starting to sing in the middle of the night?
0: <laughs> goodbye
1: Put
0: him in our stack for you. as I was saying we had all these different iPhones and then there was no iPhone 9 and people were saying "What happened to the number 9, number 9 number 9 and it turns out Here, get that thing away from my microphone it, 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 <laughs> it turns out that there's going to be a new Version of what they've called the iPhone SE in the past, and people have been referring to it as the iPhone SE 2, but there are some rumors starting now that Apple will fill in that gap and call the replacement for the iPhone SE the iPhone 9. Makes sense, doesn't it? Because there's just no iPhone 9 at the moment. And word is that in Q1... Of 2020, the last year of this decade, we will start to see the new iPhone SE model, which could be called the iPhone 9. And here's the artist formerly known as Heidi Mosen. So she's listening. Heidi Taylor. Uh, She describes that terrible thing. She says it's a motion activated Christmas bauble (laughs) with an animated face. We call it Mr. Purple because it is purple. Duh. It sings rocking around the Christmas tree, as we just heard. Thank you very much, Heidi. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. That wraps up the Mosin at Large podcast for 2019. I look forward to being back with you in 2020. There's lots more to listen to on Mushroom FM, including the Mushroom FM holiday countdown itself next weekend. Check out mushroomfm.com. Mosin at Large.
5: The-